Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I'm your host, Kai Radke, here with Julian Andrews. Julian, you've got mail. Uh, actually, Kyle, you have mail. <laughs> it, it's your, Are you old enough to remember when AOL, like, the, do, you, do you know what AOL is? Uh, I've heard of it. Okay. Probably I, I never, from... I never had one. My first email was a Gmail, but... It was probably... Gosh, you're lucky. I, th- I think I have a Hotmail, um, a Yahoo, an AIM... I don't know if you know what AIM is. Yeah. 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 I just have five Gmails. Yeah. From various stages of my internet life. Skater Kid 42. Yep. That's that's me. That's you. Um, yeah. So today we are going to do a mailbag episode. Um, Very exciting. Our first mailbag episode. Yeah. First ever. Uh, thanks for submitting questions via uh, Twitter. Um, I got a few in the mail from USPS today. So yeah. Um, Thanks for uh, priority mail. Yeah, appreciate that. Overnight, you guys rock. Uh, I guess we should just dive right in. Well, first off, should we cover the D'Angelo Russell injury? Um, let's let's touch on it over the course of the questions. The okay. Mail. Let's 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 dig into the mail. Um, let's see. I'm trying to figure out where to start. We actually got some good questions. You know. Okay. So let's start. So when we got on Twitter from Dev, I don't know if that's their real name. Um, with D'Lo out for the foreseeable future, what do you need out of Ant to make you feel better about his future? I thought last night was a good step for him, even in a loss, but I'm curious what you think the next few months will look like with Ant getting heavy minutes. Yeah, it, it, like what do you need to see is those moments last night, and you're not going to get him consistently because he's a rookie. Um but you want to look for those little glimpses um, because there's the good stats because somebody plays 35 minutes a game. And that was like the Andrew Wiggins in his rookie year. And then there's the, you play him 30 minutes or 35 minutes a game and you, the, the player just develops over the course of the season. So uh, for, I mean, like he had a move on uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday and he had a move on, on Tuesday night against the Lakers. He ended up, LeBron James ended up drawing the charge, but like Edwards split the two defenders, like a veteran and, you know, he made the layup, but, but it didn't count. Um, I think just more and more of that and more and more opportunity, like it's, you're, we're not going to know by the end of the season, whether or not he's the best player in the draft class. We'll figure that out in five or six years. So we're going to speculate all we want. For me, it's just those moments like last night. And I get people were I, I, I tweeted and I said that uh, with Russell on the floor, Edwards probably doesn't get those moments and it probably is not the right word. There's a 0% chance. And I think people were like, well, yeah, Carl would have gotten the ball too. Though, I mean, the whole thing is Edwards is going to get opportunities that he wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, the first part of that question, which I forgot to read was, can you make the pain stop? The answer is um, no. Yeah, I, th- I don't think anybody can. No, so I sorry, can't. sorry about that. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that. I think if there's an upside to D'Lo being injured, it's it's seeing more of Edwards. Um, I expected somebody to ask us if we would take him or Lamelo if the draft was today. Nobody asked that. Um, I think I'm pretty happy with Edwards. I know, like, 
I, I, there's a lot more games to be played and I could be proven wrong. And I know Lamella's done some really incredible stuff, but I think Edwards kind of under the radar has really been excellent. Did you see Dwayne Wade saying that he thinks Ant could be better than, than him? Yeah. That's high praise. Um, I always take what, what the legends say with a little grain of salt. Cause I remember Kobe used to say that he saw Andrew or yeah, he saw a little bit of himself in Andrew Wiggins. And that's the nicest thing that's ever been said about Andrew Wiggins. Uh, but like the Lamella Ball thing's funny because the reason why nobody wanted to take him in Minnesota was because they thought we were set at point guard because we had Russell. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we traded for Ruby on draft night, so we didn't have him yet. But you know, with Russell and McLaughlin, you thought you'd be okay. And it turns out, looking back now, I think everybody's like, it, when when Russell got hurt, there it wasn't so much panic as it was like a sigh of relief. Uh, which I don't know. If, like I'm disappointed with how Russell's played, but I don't know if that's the right, the right. Yeah, uh, no, you still don't want him to be hurt. Like, yeah, well, but you know what I mean. It was like an opportunity yeah. to, to to see other players. Uh, well, it was kind of nice to just get some information, too, because it was kind of weird how he had just been out and we didn't really know why. Um, it's a thigh, it was a thigh injury and then it turned into a knee injury and yeah it was just a lot of confusion there and so i think that just having that clarity and having a diagnosis is nice too because you can be like okay that's the situation yeah figured out all right let's do another question um this is from aiden will cap be an mvp candidate next season no okay all right that's I, it we're gonna move on well i mean no. <laughs> like if he stays healthy for 82 games could he why not because I don't think the Wolves would be good enough. Yeah, that's true. If the Wolves are the eight seed, Cat would have to average like 40 points a game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just don't think the Wolves are going to be good enough. He might be able to put up MVP numbers where you can make this campaign about him mm-hmm. of how only four players in the league are averaging 25 points, 15 rebounds, and five assists <laughs> while shooting 40% from the three. Like Those are all great numbers, but if your team's not winning, you're not going to win MVP. Yeah, although you know, if Anthony Edwards can keep getting better, uh, the Wolves are going to be better. That's yeah, you know. Next, I mean, that's not a hot take at all, but you know, like there's, I think that Anthony Edwards' development is is the most optimistic view you can have on the franchise right now. I Um, think the question to ask is whether or not we think Anthony Edwards has a higher ceiling than Carl Anthony Towns, and if the fact that we have to, if we're thinking about that question, that's very, very good for the Wolves. Yes, totally. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think, you know, oh man, was it Dane more maybe that tweeted this, but, or maybe it was Britt Robinson. I apologies to those guys. It was somebody, they were in that conversation. Um, like saying like they brought D'Lo in to kind of appease cap, but like, what if it's, what if it's actually Edwards? Seems more of, likely. It kind of makes Cat want it. Because it, it really seems like Cat really likes Edwards. It seems everyone in the building likes Edwards. So, um, I'll, you know, a little bit more on Edwards. This is from Tigers Hoops 23. Um, I assume that's not their real name, but we'll go with it. Is Anthony Edwards a tier one prospect that was under-evaluated due to graduating a year early and not playing full-time until in high school? So I guess like... I mean, it's hard to say he, I, I'll take this. It's hard to say he was under-evaluated if he was the number one pick. Yeah, but I, would agree. I mean, but but you can also say that the whole draft class might have been undervalued because Edwards looks legitimately good. Like he looks like he would be a high pick in many drafts. Same with Wiseman, same with LaMelo. So I do kind of wonder, like, did we under-evaluate this whole class 
And how did that happen? That's what it is. It's the draft class. It's that we all thought that the draft class wasn't going to be very good. And now here we are. And we're arguing whether or not three players should have been the number one pick. Not because one is really bad, but because all three are actually pretty good. And then you can put uh, Halliburton from the Kings in there as well. Yeah. All right. I got one more Wolves related question. And then we got some Lynx stuff, which is fun. Um, So if you had to trade Cat, Mm -hmm. does the Golden State package theoretically offered by Jonathan Sharks, uh, which was Ubre Wiseman, our own 2021 and a Warriors pick. Does that make sense? I, I would say than, okay. What are you going to say? I would say no. I mean, I, I again, I think this is this is not paying for your mistakes twice. If you're trading Wiggins, and then you're having to trade Cat to get back the pick that you sent with Wiggins, that's a that's a disaster. Okay, but you have to outcome you have to, for me. But you have to separate the two. You have to separate the two. You're not trading for your own pick back. You have to think of it as you're trading for a top five pick. So you're getting yeah. you're you're getting a top five pick. You're getting a future first round pick, and you're getting Wiseman. A number yeah. two pick um, because you look at all these drafts like or all these trades for like Harden and some of these guys. Yeah, they're like they might be getting five first round picks, but four of those picks are going to be from 15 to 20. Yeah. Um, or, for, you know, even probably even further down the line um, for, for so then you have D'Lo, then you have D'Lo and then you have Ant and Wiseman playing together. And then you have Ubre. You know, you maybe end up moving Ubre. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to play this out in my head. I don't like. I like Ubre. I don't really know what he does on the Wolves. Um, then you can you try to trade him for another. Right, another you try pick. to flip him. If you do this, you probably try to trade Delo too, right? But we talked about this on our last pod. Goal is really hard to do. Right now, unless like, well, I mean, next year is a or two years from now is a contract year for him, I believe. Um, maybe it's next year. Somebody correct us, but it'd be easier to trade during his contract year. Yeah. Uh, you know, somebody can use or go over the luxury or they, they can figure that out. Um, but yeah, real tough sell to, to trade Russell to do a, a, a full rebuild. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't know what else you're getting for cat because the team, a, tra- a team trading for cat will be a team that wants to win that thinks they can resign him. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think we might be undervaluing Cat here. Not not in terms of like getting back, not in terms of like the return, because I think that the Warriors return now that you're kind of breaking it down isn't that crazy, but just in terms of what types of team, like I think any team in the league would be interested in Cat. I don't think you need to have a contender. Yeah, that's that's probably true. That's It's probably unlike the Harden trade, where if you're trading for Harden, yeah, you're right. Cat's young enough where you build a whole team around him. Yep. But it's, I, you know, it's interesting because I think that there is an argument to be made that though it's time for the wolves to go super young. Um, yeah, go ahead. No, I agree. Uh, I, like there, there will be a decision that needs to be made at some point, not with Cat, but with like the the Russell decision because, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to get rid of him. It's just, and, and maybe the the Malik Beasley use, maybe you save so much money on him which I will, uh, you know, I'll say that I was wrong. I, I didn't think that was a great deal, but so far it looks like a fantastic deal. So maybe it's one of those things where um, 
like compared to the NFL where you're paying your rookie quarterback rookie money and mm-hmm. then your starting quarterback that you're paying 20 million a, a, you know a year and you end up starting the rookie well it kind of just evens out anyways so yeah. like maybe maybe that's something that that happens where the stars on the team are going to get paid less um mm-hmm. than, than we think especially with Edwards contract too so um so you're saying that the uh, Timberwolves are the Philadelphia Eagles yes Yep, precisely. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more, one more. Actually, Wolves question. This is from Andrew. Um, should the Wolves look at trading Beasley? No, kind of capitalizing on that. Well, I, no, I would say no. I, don't I get, agree. I don't. I don't. I don't think so either. I'm you sure, have I'm a good player to, on a good contract. I don't know what yeah, else you're really looking I'm for. I'm trying to find an angle for why I would agree with that. Um, if the only thing I can think of why you would trade him is if you know something that happened last summer, right? Or you know something about his character that, I mean, to be fair, has been questioned. Um, so, like, that's not an unfair thing. Uh, he was arrested, mm-hmm. and there's been some weird, super weird Instagram stuff mm-hmm. with him. Um, it's, it's kind of a theme. On well, we won't go into that, but. Yeah, D'Lo had so. I mean, early in D'Lo's career, he had some of that stuff too. So yeah, maybe it's just like young dumb stuff. No, I don't yeah, know. totally. No, I, um, I don't really hold it against him. Yeah, I can't think of any reason why, unless like a team says they will give you five first round picks. I don't right. Know. I mean, if you can get like a top, if you can get like a lottery pick for him, then maybe. But yeah, I don't. I don't really see the upside. But what lottery here. pick is giving is. Because what's Beasley? Twenty three years old. Yeah, right. Like he's not. He's young. He's talented. Yeah. He's on a great contract. So yeah, I think I would also not trade him. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do a couple links questions. This one's from Ben. Uh, ben is always active on our Twitter feed. So shout out to Ben. Shout out, Ben. Um, what's your favorite links playoff moment or top five playoff moments? You can either do top five or you can just pick one and call it out. All right, Julian. Um, I think my favorite Lynx playoff moment is back to 2013. And Julian, it's funny you say this because um, I don't know if you can see this. Well, Kyle's actually wearing his Lynx championship ring. Yeah. So that's a bit just, of a flex. I just wear it sometimes. I just wear it. There's, I have two of them behind me. Um, here's another one, but yeah. Um, no, big, no big deal. Kyle just has WNBA championship rings sitting in his office. Yeah, I just wear them. Um, my favorite moment was ironically... So this is a fun story for the people. Um, 2013, I was in Duluth, Georgia uh, for, it must have been game three. I think the Lynx swept that year um, against the Dream. And uh, Janelle McCarvel had like the sweetest in the, or between, like it was between the legs bounce pass, I think it was. And I think Brunson was behind her. And it was one of those moments where it happened and you looked at the Jumbotron I don't even think they had a jumbotron in the arena. It was a small arena, but you like you saw the replay and you're like, "What just happened? Why did she do that? Um, or how did she do that?" And then you watch the play, and Rebecca Brunson was right behind her, and it was pretty clear the only way that Brunson would have been able to make a layup, just because they were stacked on top of each other, kind of like a domino, was for McCarville to go right through the legs, and then as McCarville did that, she kind of screened her defender <laughs> just by running. And, yeah. And Brunson made it. Uh, that's probably my favorite because it was my first year as an associate with the uh, with the Lynx and, and the Wolves. Um, the sad part is, so I have two championship rings, one from 2015 and one from 2017. In 2013, I was an intern, so they made me choose, or like I like you had to pay a bunch of money 
uh, if you wanted the ring and I was making like seven bucks an hour. Um, so I said, I can't afford the ring. Right. Cause it was like 500 bucks at yeah. the time, which when you're like, when you're making like $500 oh. a month, it's like hard pass. Um, in retrospect, that's one of those moments where I wish I would have asked my parents for money. Yeah. Or like, I don't sold, know though. Sold drugs so, or something. The, the links hooked you up though for the next couple of years. So they did. Good. Yeah, they did. But they yeah, did no, really. that's, that was tough. I, I wasn't, I was not with the links during a championship, but I remember, I remember talking about that and being like, well, even if they win, I'll still have to buy this thing. So, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> opportunity to buy. Hey, that's what we all that's what we all want in our lives. Um, all right. From no cap space. Again, probably not a real name. How many more rings does Cheryl Reeve get in her career? Hmm. Well, I was gonna try to guess Cheryl's age, but I don't want to do that because I don't want Cheryl to get mad at me. But what is Cheryl? Probably in her mid fifties, low fifties? Yeah, sure. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Um, I bet. I mean, yeah, I would. I low, think that seems right. Low 50 sounds right. I don't know. Uh, she doesn't look a day over 35. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the right thing to say is. Um, but 54. 54. Sorry, okay. Cheryl. Google doesn't lie. Okay. Um, no, that's good. Um, not, not that she's 54, but <laughs> she basically, she basically, we talked about this with Doug Feinberg. She reinvented like in, she, she just built the San Antonio Spurs model for the Minnesota Lynx. And if there was a team that the Lynx were compared to before, and I'm not a huge fan of like cross like NBA, WNBA. Um, but I don't know if we have enough history in the WNBA to make super uh, great comparisons, but I mean, She's just brought like the, the links are probably a top three championship contender this year again. And this mm-hmm. is no Simone Augustus, no Lindsay Whalen, um, no Maya Moore. Like that's nuts. Like if you just said that, Hey, in 2021, the links are going to win the championship, but Maya Moore is not on the team. If you would have told me that five years ago, I'd been like, okay, did they trade Maya for a whole team? Like what happened? Um, right. So to be in the play. So to answer the question, um, I'm going to say three more. I'm gonna yeah. guess. I'm gonna guess she'll probably coach for five or ten more years, and let's give her three more championships. I think that that makes sense, and it's hard to do. Good number. Yeah, that's really hard. Oh yeah, I mean, if she retires with six rings, I mean, she's that's already the there's yeah there's already an argument that she's like in the consideration for the greatest WNBA coach of all time, but. Um, I mean, if she continues to win, there's there's no question about it. Maybe that's a homer take, but I don't think so. No, I don't. I, mean, I, think... I think just the way that she has built that franchise to be so sustainable is really a testament to... I mean, it's all her. Too. I mean, it's not all her. I don't want to like diminish the work of the assistants and the you know assistant GMs, assistant coaches, like but all of that. They've but, all shuffled. And, and it's, one, and it's one like person built remains. In, it's built in her image, I guess, mm. is what I mean. So, yeah, really impressive stuff. Um, let's see. Let me pull up another question. Uh, this is an easy one. Does Young Joni's Pizza suck? No. No, it doesn't suck. It's the only really, reason really I would think that you got that impression, maybe we haven't brought it up as a restaurant of the week yet. Um, but Young Joni's is very good. I like it a lot. So Yeah. Do you remember when we shot that uh, special for the links with Ann Kim. Yo, I remember that. Yeah. She's the, yeah. 
Jeff and owner of Young Joni's, Hello Pizza, um, Pizzeria Lola, and just opening a new one. I Can't think, think it's a called Taco Spot. Um, yeah, it's like I don't. I, I want to get this right. I think it's called Suki and Mimi. Let me just mm-hmm. make sure that's right. That though. sounds right. Um, and I believe it is kind of an homage to both of her grandmas. Hmm. That's cool. Which is very cool. Um, when, let me just when, go ahead. When we interviewed her, that was awesome. She made us seem like we were the celebrities, which I can assure you we're not. We were and not. She was like, we were, I'm so thankful for you guys interviewing. And, um, and here I am, like I watched her on diners, drive-ins and dives. Right. I, read all these yeah. articles about her and I'm like, no, 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 we like, I get to interview and my hands are just sweaty. I'm nervous. Yeah. Suki and Mimi are chef slash co-owner and Kim's late grandmothers. Um, her maternal Korean grandmother is Suki and uh, she influenced Anne's love of food and cooking and her American grandma Thelma or Mimi um, introduced Anne to the arts and Western culture. So the restaurant is an homage to them. I cannot wait to try it. Uh, we'll just go ahead and, Call all yeah. of Ann Kim's our collective restaurant of the week. I agree. All of all of her spots are awesome. Really, really awesome. Uh, Twin Cities restaurateur and chef, and she makes the best pizza. So no, no, it does not. Twitter suck. user it uh, does the opposite. Young Jonas Pizza does not suck. All right, so I got one more for you. This is from Joe. Uh, actually, he, he submitted a couple good ones, but. I like this one. If you could change one thing about the way the NBA operated, what would it be? So like salary cap, contract structures, playoff structures. If you could change any kind of anything structurally in the NBA, what would that be? And let's for now leave like COVID handling pandemic out of it and just kind of assume normal times. What change would you make? What change would I make? That's a really good question. You're putting me on the spot here. Um, I think mine would definitely be the the the, the mid season single elimination thirty team tournament. Yeah, I would want that. I, I want like that. I want NBA March Madness. And you're saying like the top like the winning team makes the playoffs or what's the incentive? Well, I think we've actually talked about this. Um, we have, but I think that winning team gets a play in spot for the yeah. like play in tournament. And if they're already in the playoffs, maybe they get home court. I don't know. That seems like too much of a, a prize. So you have to figure out like what happens if the team that wins gets a play, like is already in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I think guaranteed a play in spot feels, feels right. That feels right. Yeah. Um, okay. I've, I, I have mine. Um, well, I don't know what the format is, but like, let's do some cool shit around the playoffs. Like yeah. last year they had this opportunity and we all thought they were going to do the, like the soccer pool or world cup pool, which I was just jazzed about mm-hmm. because all of a sudden, I, mean, I don't even know what the pools were, but it was like, let's say like Bucks, Celtics, um, Pelicans, Blazers, uh, Timberwolves or, you know, whatever they weren't in there, but like Suns, And then the top two teams make it to the next round. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow. But then, like, then you realize when you watch the playoffs, yeah, only half of the teams make it anyways um, to the next round. Uh, so it's just a different way to do that. So how many teams are in these pools? Well, the ones in um, when they were talking in Orlando, I think it was five just because of how many teams were in Orlando mm-hmm. for the bubble. But five I mean, like, conference. 
yeah, like why you mix, you jumble them. Like it's like a seating. So let's oh. say that, let's say that, um, let's say you decided that at the end of the season, even if you keep in these teams that you're going to do the play in, right. You decide there's going to be 20 teams that are in the playoffs. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Okay. Then, so you're doing 20 is okay. Yeah, so let's do, and then we'll do five pools of, Oh, okay. Gotcha. Four teams. Right. Or four of five. And you say the top two teams from each, and then you can turn it into a bracket where you go, like they'll all do like a round Robin. They'll play each other. Um, you know, you'll figure out points for like, you know, quarters or whatever. I don't know. I I just think that I was just so disappointed last year where they just decided to like, the only fun part was if they're within two games or four games or whatever of the eight seed, then they get a two game tournament or two game playoff. Yeah. But if the, but if the team is above them, they have to lose. It's it. It was like, well, that's not exciting. Um, the, World even, Cup, the World Cup is a good idea. Yeah. Um, I think it would be really, really fun. My my concern, and I would assume the league's concern, is if you have twenty teams in the World Cup, what does that do to the regular season? Um, just like what's the incentive? Like if all you have to do to be in the playoffs is to not be one of the ten worst teams. Um, that's fair. And then also, do you then adjust the draft so that the lottery is only 10 picks? Like, maybe. Yeah, I mean, this is a deep dive because then you probably have to shorten the season. Right. Well, no, because you're probably still, you're only playing four games in the first round. What you could do is, like, make some of the, well, no, because then you're just like, then that's just playoff season. I was going to say you can make, like, some regular season games, like pool games. Mm Um. But then that's just basically what we do now. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Because you'd, you'd have to have some kind of initial seating to build the pools, right? Yeah. Well, the, yeah, you would. You would basically, I think you rank them based on standings, probably. Yeah. Um, and I think what you could even do to juice this up a little bit is make it like the NCAA tournament where you have standings, but then you also have like a, a maybe like a board yeah. where if all of a sudden the Mavericks were the number one seed, but Luka Doncic was hurt. It's like, okay, sorry. Like they're the number six. Seed. I don't know if that's not fair. What if, what if, okay, how about this? What if you give home court advantage to the top four teams in every conference and they don't play in the pool? And then you have the next four or the next eight in every conference, in each conference, you have 16 total teams and you have four pools of four and you play those out. No, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. I have a, God, okay. God damn it. Okay. This how about, is, no. How about this? How about, I think you're, you're half right. What if we do the winner of each or the, the number one seed of each pool yeah. They don't they don't get a buy, right? But for that first round robin, all games are played at their home Ooh, arena. Ooh, that's good. And you can have fans, which is great for the organization because you just get five guaranteed more than that, right? Because it's a round robin. Money. So you're getting 16 games. I don't even know what the math equals out to you there, but you're that getting would be so sick. You could sell like weekend tickets to yeah. that. Oh my it's god. It's 1 p.m., 3 p.m., 5 p.m., 7 p.m., 9 p.m. And then also like on the last day where it's like, hey, the Pelicans need to beat the Blazers to make the playoffs or to get into the next pool. Oh my gosh. Um, of course it would stink if the last few games didn't mean anything, but whatever. It's a huge opportunity for arenas to make more money. Yeah. Um, and for teams to make more money. Um, 
I think it's a really good idea. I and think, it's a, yeah, it's a good incentive. I don't know if you can do like lots of pools though. Like I think you just kind of have to do the pools and then use the pools to set the playoffs. Cause, cause I think if you get into too much pool play, it's kind of like a lot of games. Yeah. I think what you would probably have to do is go from pool play, um, into right, to, right into the bracket. Yeah. And how many teams would you then put in the bracket? Well, so let's say if there's five pools of 10 teams, um well you have 50 nba teams sorry no sorry (laughs) sorry i was saying if you had five so first we're gonna expand the league yeah no if you had five pools and you took the top two teams from each and then you gave the the top seeds from each ones a buy could you do that yeah because then you'd have 10 total teams then you would have uh, after the pool play you'd have eight teams Mm -hmm. they would have they would match up um you'd come out of that with four you'd add the one seeds back in mm-hmm. and do three matchups and then you have three no that doesn't work no some, something in our math is wrong you Somebody's gotta have li- two, two teams driving have, their have car the you have to have an even number of teams having the buys yeah yeah so you have to you have to have the top two seeds either from the whole league or two seeds from every conference you can't have one. Wait, no. You can't have one from. You can't have one from every conference. You have to have two. Yeah. That's okay. What if we, What if we did this? No, that one. That one <laughs> worked either. What if we just picked the championship winner out of a hat? Well, what if we? No, okay. I. I, I <laughs> what if we? Um. So you have the top two from each one, so that gives you ten total teams. Whoa! Stop. Wait. Say that again. You you take the top two from each five each pool so you have 10 total teams right but then but then what you do is you take two of the like wild like you have like a call it like a wild card right oh and then so based on points total points or wins throughout all pool plays okay there'll be two random teams that can make it and then and then you're and then you're even again yep so you have 12 and then you and then you have six and then you add the uh two buys in to get eight Mm-hmm. And then you have four, and then you have two, and then you have a champion. That's perfect, Kyle. You've cracked. There we it. go. You've cracked it. All right, NBA. Uh, Adam Silver. I know you listen to this. He does. You, yeah, text me. Kyle's number is. No, just kidding. Three of. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to not say that. All right, so that's. Uh, is that what we got? Is that the mail? That was the mail. Let me let me just make sure I didn't miss any mail. It's easy to miss mail, especially these days. You know, when you don't go outside, it's really freaking cold. You don't check your mailbox. Your driver's license sits in your mailbox for three days. I've been there. Yeah, I was there uh, this week. Um, my friend Andrew wants to know, when will you put some respect on Larry Nance Jr.'s name? Apparently, we've talked about the Cavs a lot, and we never mentioned Larry Nance Jr. Well, now he's hurt, so apologies. Yeah, he's fine. So take that, Andrew. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, let's let's do some news. I will give you some headlines first. Uh, here's one I just saw on Twitter. Hit me. Oh, where'd it go? The Twitter algorithm, man. It's moving. It's moving way too fast. Let me find this. It was a good, good headline. Um, something like juicy 3D printed beef is is ready. Or something like that. So, I'm ready for the 3D juicy beef. <laughs> I'm not quite. I mean, I actually, 
3D printed or 3D printed beef might actually be a good idea because of how environmentally unfriendly it is to um, uh, kill cows. But did anyways. you see that there's a 3D <laughs> printed house in New York? That doesn't surprise me at all. But yeah, it's the first but one I did ever. Not see that. Wow, it's expensive. Yeah, it's in New York, so. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. All right. Uh, top headlines, ESPN.com, NBA, Cavs on Drummond fallout, entitled to opinions. Who's yes. entitled to their opinions? I think everyone. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're entitled to your opinions unless they're really st- stupid. Then then you're not. Um, or if they're racist. Yes. But, and but you, uh, you don't get an opinion. Correct. Um, sources, Jazz Jazz's Snyder to coach West in All-Star game. My favorite coach. He looks like a serial killer. He looks like um, he'd be a villain in a Spider-Man movie from like the early 2000s. Yeah, that's true. Him mm-hmm. versus Toby Maguire. Yeah. Book that uh, uh, MMA. <laughs> I'll take Quinn. Okay, so that's not surprising given that the Jazz have the best record. Um, sources, NBA players wary of promoting vaccine. I don't really want to dive into this until I've read the article. Um, are they saying it, is it like they don't want to is it similar to like Michael Jordan's comment where like Republicans buy sneakers too like anti-vaxxers wear, watch basketball no, too it's not like that I think it's just about like being sensitive of, of people uh, I'll dig into that one and maybe we'll talk about it uh, when we actually have the background but I don't want to just sound off on the vaccine without any research uh, love nears return participates in Cavs practice yeah, we talked about this. Does, does he get traded? Uh, he, I mean, one would think, you know, if they're buying out Drummond or, I mean, they're not, that's not like, you know, confirmed, but one would think that's the direction we're heading. Uh, you would think that they would also not want, trade, try to trade Kevin Love. Yeah, I guess they'd have to buy him out because I don't think. I, they could can, trade. I think they could trade Kevin Love. Okay. I don't know what they get for him, but. Yeah. Uh, snow causes travel delays for Blazers Thunder. It's cool. Yeah, I have no That's, opinion on that. Yep. Snow. Uh, LeBron, don't forget dubs when talking up nets. Don't forget about the Warriors. Um, have we forgot about Katie, Steph, and Clay already? James said following the Lakers 112-104 win over your Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, there you go. There you go right there. Oh, he was oh. asked if they were like unprecedented. And no. They're LeBron's not right. Yeah, they're not impressive. I mean, even think about like KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen, like uh, LeBron James, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade. <laughs> yeah, there there are like, other groups of three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So no, uh, ESPN Plus, Kyle, mm-hmm. why a Zion highlight sold for a hundred thousand dollars? NBA Top By Shot, baby. Brian Windhorst. Yep, good friend, Brian Windhorst. Maybe, maybe friend of the podcast. Definitely friend of Kyle's. He doesn't know me, so we'll just say friend of Kyle's. But yeah, Top Shot's going crazy. It's still going crazy. Uh, we'll talk more cards next week. But uh, yeah, he got he got deep into that story too. Yeah, he, he I... was researching it, re- researching it. We were talking, and he was just like, he wanted me to explain it. Like, okay, I don't understand. And I was like, hey, Brian, spoiler alert, me neither. But hop yeah. in while you can. <laughs> yeah, nobody understands. The water's great. <laughs> yeah, one of my friends is like. Uh, it seems like Brian Windhorst, I think he might have texted you this too, but he said Brian Lindhorst maybe was trying to like kind of tamp down kind of the expectations for Top Shot and instead he just ended up getting a bunch more people interested. Yeah, just put, the, <laughs> put the gas on the fire, baby. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. 
All right. Well, that's all I got for you, Kyle. Do you, uh, you have anything to add? What's new in your life? You know, not a whole lot, Julian. Um, work from home. It's really cold outside. So cold. It's getting there, though. It's getting better. Yeah, seven degrees today, so I might go outside. Not now. It's too late. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, how are, you, how are you doing? Hanging in there, you know? I'm uh, pretty sick of COVID, but just trying to... It seems like we're headed in a good direction with the cases trending down, but the reason we're doing that is because we're all behaving. Um, so I'm going to keep doing that. Well, Julian, thank you for the questions. And thank you to all the listeners for your questions. You're awesome. Uh, if you missed this mailbag pod, we'll do another one. So uh, get your questions. You can If you message us questions on Twitter, uh, you're at Kyle Racky, I believe. Uh, I am Julian underscore Andrews underscore. Got to get those underscores. Uh, message us questions and we'll get them in the next mailbag. But yeah, thanks for listening. Awesome. We'll talk to you guys next time. It feels right.